0: KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's just a good conversation with somebody that you didn't know you were interested in.
1: I'm Matt Leon, and this is One on One. In my pretty, I think it's a pretty short coaching career so far, I've definitely had a lot of different experiences from starting a new program at the junior college level to working at Sciences and trying to bring that program back to relevance. I definitely think I've had a wealth of experience that'll help us at Holy Family build it the right way and become a force in the CACC.
0: And our guest this week, Kyle Davis. He is the head baseball coach at Division II Holy Family University, actually building the program from scratch for the Tigers. And, Kyle, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: No problem, Matt. Thanks for having me on.
0: So building a program, and as we're recording this in late June, you haven't been on the ground that long at Holy Family, and we'll talk about this later. You know, you started a program before, but uh, where do you start? What are the first few boxes that have to be checked?
1: Yeah, so the big thing that we had to to do was really, number one, is we had to get student-athletes committed and, you know, ready to come in here and play in the fall. So that was, you know, obviously the big one was, you know, starting to recruit and starting to get guys that are willing to come in and and build this program with us. Second one was, you know, to get a coaching staff together. And I was really lucky that we had uh, brought CJ Brancato on, who was the head baseball coach at Bucks Community College, Tyler Mortar, who was the former pitching coach at her sinus, and then Steve Sable, who uh, was an assistant coach at, at Bucks County, and those guys have hit the ground running. We've been uh, on the phones, getting out, and really just trying to talk to as many kids as possible. You know, whether it be Juco transfers, you know, grad guys, the transfer portal has been uh, really good to us so far. So it's really just been, we you know, got a staff together and they're working really, really hard. And we're just trying to get a full roster in here for the fall semester.
0: I'm curious when you're starting something like this, is it, does it make recruiting tougher because there's not kind of a resume of success or any kind of resume for a program, or does it make it easier because it is a blank slate and you can tell kids, listen, you can come in here and we can build this together and you could be a part of a first thing. And I would imagine that's really alluring for a lot of athletes.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's our big uh, you know, our big pitch is, you know, hey, you can come in here and build this with us from the ground up, grow with the program and really leave your mark on kind of the history of Holy Family baseball, which is really cool. I think it really depends on the depends on the student athlete you're talking to. Some guys are really interested in the new program and the opportunity to contribute right away and come in on a blank slate. Other guys, you know, want to come into a situation where they have something more established. You know, they uh, are coming into a school that's won 30, 40 games the year before. So it really depends on the kid. I found really it's pretty much the same. You just got to find the right kid that's willing to uh, have a bit of an open mind and come into a new program on a, on a blank slate.
0: Mentioned you've done this before. Now, you, you started the program at Valley Forge Military Academy, correct? Yes. Yep. How much does. Because this is such a unique situation, I don't. Not many coaches get the chance to kind of start. How much does having the experience of having done it before, just from a logistics standpoint and understanding what needs to be done, how much does that help accelerate the progress here at Holy Family?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think. I, you know, I've done it before, and I think really that was at you know the very beginning of my career. So I learned some things that you need to do. Uh, I also learned probably a lot more things that you you don't do and mistakes along the way. so that's definitely uh been a big factor. It's just kind of knowing where the mishaps were, certain little things not to do when you're when you're starting a program that's honestly been the biggest factor for me is I've learned from the mistakes of the past and you know I'm sure I'll make make a couple mistakes building it up here but just to kind of continue to learn from those and learn past experience to hopefully help create a uh, you know, a really good program here at Holy Family
0: when your first head coaching job anywhere is starting from the beginning, you talk about mistakes and I, I think you're going to have that. But did it help that you didn't know what you didn't know? Maybe you didn't realize how daunting it was, or would do you think it would have made it easier if you had other head coaching experience? You know, how did those kind of dynamics come together in that first job?
1: I, yeah, I think definitely, really, it was learning. I was learning everything on the fly, right? It was uh, starting a new program, you know. It was my first head coaching job. I was really lucky at, at Valley Forge, you know. We had a great the athletic director there was was Rich Casey at the time, who's you know he's now working in the area again as as an AD at the college level. And and Mike Musella, they were the support staff there, and they were they were awesome with you know helping me whether it was recruiting, you know, buying equipment, building out your schedule. Uh, So really, it was having that support in place was great because building the program from the grounds up hard enough when you mix in that it's your first time being a head coach. You know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of bumps uh, along the way and a lot of a lot of learning processes, too. So they were great to have, and uh, they helped me a bunch, kind of get it going. So let's talk about your career growing up. Was baseball always the number one sport for you? It was, yep. I was a uh, baseball and then uh, played some basketball in, in high school as well. Those were my my two sports. But baseball was always, always at the top. When did you start to realize you were good? Probably... Uh, like my, my freshman year of high school played a little bit of JV and then a couple weeks into the season got moved up to varsity. And that's when I kind of realized that, Hey, I'm on a bit of a quicker track and I'm pretty good at this. So that, that was freshman year of high school is when I, the, the kind of the light bulb went off and I realized that this could be something I do long-term.
0: What do you think made you good? You went to Garnet Valley, right? Yes. So what, what do you think? What made you good? you know, especially early on, you know, like a freshman in high school?
1: I always had, I I come from a, you know, athletic family, you know, brothers and sisters and, you know, my parents were super athletic. So certainly I think that helps. And, you know, I was one of, one of four and I have two, an an older brother, a younger brother and a younger sister. And it was a very uh, competitive kind of upbringing, I guess, you know, me and my brother, whether it was playing like one-on-one hoops in the backyard or, um, just like wiffle ball games, kickball games, whatever it was, there was always a a lot of competition between siblings. So just kind of coming up in that made us practice a lot. And, you know, whether it was my dad taking us up to the field to hit BP or whatever it might be, we were always practicing, always outside playing something and always competing with each other. So I think that definitely played a role.
0: I'm curious in those early days, when you look back now of playing baseball, Is there anything you look at and you see the seeds of coaching started to be planted? Maybe you didn't realize it, you know, because a lot of times I don't think we realize stuff like that when we're young, but there were, were there things, the way you looked at the game, the way you took in the game, you think, Oh, now I look back and now I could kind of see the path starting.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I think, uh, it really started like my dad always coached me and and, my brothers growing up, whether it was little league or up through like Legion ball and things like that. So I think it probably started with him and, you know, just kind of, uh, dedicating the time and, you know, for him, it was, you know, sacrificing, time and doing other things to coach us and help us with our our career so just kind of the the love of coaching I think came from him seeing all the time he sacrificed you didn't realize it at the time but now looking back you realize how much extra time he put in outside of his actual job doing it so I think really it started with my dad you know watching him coach us and you know just how much he he loved the game that that started to kind of plant the seeds for you know, me doing what I do now.
0: Now you had a ton of success playing. You eventually go to university, the sciences. Uh, What led you in that direction?
1: Really for me, it was, I felt like really a similar similar situation to Holy Family. It was a program that wasn't doing great at the time. So I kind of looked at it as a opportunity for me to get in there and get some immediate playing time and help kind of turn the program around. So Had some other opportunities, but really the academics and just the baseball program, being able to kind of be involved in the turnaround of that was something that excited me.
0: When you start playing college baseball and you had a ton of success there, was it a noticeable step up from a competition standpoint? Did it take some adjustment or did you feel pretty comfortable coming in from high school, that it was just kind of the next logical step?
1: I think it was definitely an adjustment, just in terms of the overall speed of the game. Guys are bigger, faster, stronger. You're playing against 22, 23-year-old guys who are really grown man. And, you know, you're an 18 year old, 150 pound kid coming in out of high school. So there was definitely a a change in just the overall speed of the game. The physicality of guys was something I noticed and was really an eye opener for me. And then really just like when you're coming up through high school and summer ball, you know, you'll see some good arms every now and then, you know, with college, it's, it's every guy, you know, it's, the best of the best that, that come up and get recruited. So you're just the overall quality of pitching, you know, is something I noticed as well.
0: So during your college playing days, what are some of your favorite memories?
1: Oh gosh, really? We were the first, first playoff team in, in, uh, sciences history. Uh, I think that was 2011 season. Gosh, we we had a really good year, had a a really good group of guys together. And we won a lot of games that we, you know, maybe we overachieved, probably, you know, beat some teams we shouldn't have beat, but, you know, ended up getting in the playoffs, winning a playoff game. That was the biggest memory for me was just being able to say hey we were the first team in in program history that made the playoffs and won a playoff game that was the the most memorable part of my my career for sure how would you scout yourself
0: as a player looking at the numbers you know it looks like offensively you just brought a ton to the table in a lot of different facets but
1: how would you kind of scout yourself i mean gosh i think looking back when i was in high school if i could go back and do it again i would have been more committed to the weights and try to get a lot more physical but I was definitely like a, a undersized guy coming out of high school. And once I got to college, I realized how important that was, uh, just seeing the other guys, you know, that you're playing against and you're playing with. So I'd say like contact hitter guy that could run a little bit. I always like hung my hat on being a guy that competed, you know, really hard and was just a smart baseball player, really good. Fundamentally, you know, I like to think I always, Oh, you know, most of the time I was doing the right things, whether it was defensively on the base pass, really just trying to be like a, a coach on the field, if you will.
0: So once the the, the playing days are over, did you think about pursuing further with trying to to grind your way into pro ball somehow or were you comfortable once you're playing once your college career was done that that was that was it
1: I would have loved to keep playing I just don't think at the I just don't think I was good enough at the end of the day but really I was pretty content just kind of being done played like a little adult league after after college in the Delco league but other than that you know I was pretty set and ready to ready to move on
0: so talk about the the opening into coaching you started as an assistant at sciences correct
1: Correct. Yep. A year after I graduated, Coach Angeloni kept me on and let me kind of uh, learn the ropes a little bit and kind of break into the game.
0: So this is a question I always ask folks where they're at in that situation. How was it going from a player to a coach with a group of people that you had played with? Because I would imagine it can be difficult. One day you're hanging out with them and palling around and going out with them. And then all of a sudden you can and can't do that, but either way presents some obstacles and things can get weird. You know, was it difficult?
1: Definitely. It was super difficult. Cause like you said, those were some of my one day you're good friends with guys and the next you're their coach. And I kind of had to, uh, being like a younger guy, just kind of draw that hard line and, you know, Hey, like, yeah, we're, you know, we're friends and, you know, we're good buddies, whatever it might be, but. You know when we get to when we get to practice when we get to get to the field whatever it might be I'm your coach and it was a it was definitely a tough uh, adjustment but eventually and we were lucky there were some really good guys in the program at Sciences at the time and they they understood like hey things are a little bit a little bit different now but it was definitely a big adjustment and a tough one for me.
0: Did it add kind of skills in your toolbox to working as a coach kind of working through something like
1: that? Yeah, I think so. Just the ability to have those. There's times you have to have difficult conversations with guys, and, you know, heck, as a 22, 23 year old kid, just kind of getting into it and having to have some of those talks with some guys who you played with and are, you know, still friendly with, I think that really, uh, really kind of having that skill set just being able to do that consistently and really just remove the the difficulty and you know really awkwardness from it because it's not they're not fun conversations to have with anybody with players, but it's certainly not fun conversations to have when it's uh somebody you played with and you know are friendly with. So that was that was a big uh a big thing that I learned early on.
0: Were there moments during that year where you kind of questioned if this was for you or did you always think that coaching is definitely the path for me?
1: There were definitely times, you know, they were tough spots when, you know, Hey, you got to pull your buddy aside and, you know, say, Hey, we got to, you know, do things a different way. Or guy showed up late to practice and he's one of your good friends. And you had to have that conversation. And afterwards you're like, man, that's a tough, this kind of stinks. But then once you get to get out to the practice field, get out to games, you know, you have that competition for me, that was what always, uh, what always hooked me in.
0: So you spend, I think it's just the one year as an assistant at sciences and then the Valley Forge opportunity comes. Did you feel ready? Were you nervous at all? Or were you kind of too young to to think too much of should I be doing this? Should I get more experience? You know, just like, hey, this sounds like a, a great opportunity. I'm gonna take it.
1: Yeah, I was definitely I was definitely nervous. I also think I had I was so young that I kind of just said, Hey, uh, you know, I can, I can do this. No problem. I found out pretty quick how, how difficult it was, but definitely, you know, a mix of both. I, I was nervous. Just being a head coach is a big, uh, a big thing. And the fact that I hadn't done it and I was so young was a, it made me nervous, but it also was exciting. And um, I think being so young kind of helped me uh, had some blinders up and, just kind of hit it hit it 100% and let it kind of take me from there. So a little bit of both for sure.
0: Was the youth a hurdle at all, being a head coach in a, in a place of authority, or the fact that it was a new place and there was kind of no context for your career, did it not play nearly the role that maybe it would have if this had happened at Sciences?
1: It, it helped a little bit having a new place. It's still, you know, hey, you're a 23-year-old kid out recruiting, you know, 17, 18-year-olds. So there's only – it was – not a big age gap. And I really just had to completely separate myself from, you know, really the, obviously you're their coach. You know, I really had to draw the fine line that, Hey, I'm, I'm your coach and I'm not a really almost take it as you're not a, not a friendly guy, which I am. But for me in that situation, just to get out of the gate and kind of create that relationship, that's kind of the way I, I took it, you know, let the assistant coaches be a little more friendly with the guys. And I kind of put the wall up that, hey, I'm the head coach and I got to, you know, I got to focus on my job and make sure we're building this program. And ultimately, you know, at that at that spot, it was helping, uh, you know, helping guys develop and and get out to a four year school. So that's kind of the approach I took. And uh, it was difficult, but ultimately it helped. uh, I think it helped me kind of grow into the coach that I am today.
0: We need to take a break. We will have more with Holy Family University head baseball coach Kyle Davis. Right after this, this is One on One. And we are back on One on One, continuing our conversation with Holy Family University head baseball coach Kyle Davis. When you're starting as a head coach, where was the biggest learning curve? Was it recruiting? Was it just logistics, all the things that you have to be responsible for that maybe have nothing to do with baseball? was or was it the the strategy and stuff like that where do you think looking back you had the most to learn kind of on the fly
1: i think it was definitely the recruiting not really you know as a player you don't really realize how much goes into it you know how many calls you have to make you know how big of a net you have to cast you know and especially at the at the junior college level and you know, we had the, you know, the military component to the school as well. So really the net was even bigger that you had to cast. So just being able to, the amount of work you had to put in just to make those contacts with high school coaches, summer ball coaches, other people in the game, the student athletes themselves, not realizing that at the beginning, that was the biggest, the biggest learning curve for me. And the biggest eye opener was, Hey, I gotta, I gotta really work really hard at this to get kids on campus and be successful.
0: How long do you feel like it took before you really got your arms around everything? And I don't mean success, wins, and losses, but I just mean where you knew the lay of the land, you knew what to expect, and you were kind of able to take every day as it came.
1: Gosh, I think, uh, I I think really, I'm I'm still learning things to this day. But I think after like the first year, you know, having a lot of a lot of failures, realizing you know how hard you got to work to do it. After that first year at Valley Forge, the light bulb went off for me and it created like that inner drive in me which I always had. I think it just took a little bit of doing it to realize how much you actually have to put into it. So after that first year, I felt much more comfortable in the role. I certainly wasn't anywhere close to knowing everything and I'm still not, but I think after that first year I felt a lot more a lot more comfortable and like, "Hey, I can I can definitely go out and do this.
0: So after a few years at Valley Forge, you take over at your alma mater, uh, U Sciences in 2019. Kind of what was that like? You know, were you approached? Did you know change was coming? Kind of walk me through how it all came together.
1: Yeah. So I think when when I got into coaching originally, I always, you know, after a couple of years in my head, you know, my dream was always to go back and that was like my, my dream job was to go back and, and coach at Sciences and hopefully help to turn that program around. And I remember Marcus Casario, the, the athletic director at Sciences, called me in, I want to say it was like the end of May, you know, and just asked me, hey, like, we made a change. Like, are you interested in the job? Like nothing, nothing official. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I was ecstatic. Fired up that he even even gave me a call, and eventually, throughout that summer, like it grew a little bit, and it got got more serious, and eventually, ended up taking the job. But yeah, that was always a uh, always a, a dream of mine was to go back and help to start to turn that program around, and really just start to have some success, you know, in the CAC, you know, with that program.
0: What are some of your favorite sciences coaching memories?
1: Man, um, getting back to the playoffs was a. Was a good one. Uh, we had a, a heartbreaking loss to, to Chestnut Hill in the the 21 CAC playoffs, but that was a you know certainly a, a big memory for me. I think really just my first win at, at Sciences was a, was a big one. Beat Bloomsburg at, at Father Judge in 20, 2019. Really just all the the coaches that I was lucky enough to coach with, really good people, and we we were I, I think we were lucky that we brought in some really talented guys and really talented student athletes and good kids and good families. So just being able to to work with the staff and that talent level on a day-to-day basis was something that I'll, I'll always remember. I know Shooting our last season at Sciences, the parents gave me a, a picture of uh, the entire the entire team, I and mean, that's something I still have hanging up on my wall at, at home to this day. So, um, really, just the people that I worked with there are um, were awesome, and you know the student athletes I worked with were super talented and good people, and that's what I'll remember.
0: How much did coming into an already existing program after? starting something at Valley Forge how much easier was it already having things in place
1: it definitely helped there's always a situation where you want to have kind of like your own guys come in but there was also i thought there was talented guys already in place at at sciences i mean guys like chris morganwack was the CACC rookie of the year, his his first year, and he was still on the roster. So there was guys like that. There was talented guys already in place. So that certainly helped. And I really liked the aspect of being able to really evaluate when you're out recruiting and, you know, not having to, you know, mass recruit to bring in as many guys as possible, but just being able to go out and really evaluate each kid and each kid's game, and then really pick and choose the guys that you want to bring in. So that was the biggest change just in the recruiting philosophy was being able to go out and really, uh, pick and choose and be a little bit picky about the guys you bring in and just making sure you're bringing in really good kids and really talented kids as well.
0: You're building at Sciences. Things are obviously going in a great direction. And then word of the merger with St. Joe's and word that the Sciences athletic department's going away. Like, was that something, I don't want to say, were you prepared for it? Like, were there rumors and Or did it completely hit you out of the blue?
1: It came out of the blue. It was a, uh, it definitely stung. Uh, We got the news. It was, you know, winter of 2021. So it was a really tough time for everybody in the athletic department of sciences just because at that point, shoot, we didn't even know if we were going to have a 2021 season at that time. So, guys, we had lost 2020 and it was still up in the air on 2021. And then, you know, you add in that news on top of it. It was a really tough time for the program and for our guys. So yeah, it it came out of the blue and it wasn't officially announced that, you know, hey, athletics is going to be dropped once the merger is official. But, you know, we pretty much saw the saw the writing on the wall. And that was definitely a a really challenging time for us as a program. And, you know, really the the student athletes.
0: How did you handle it? How did you approach it? Because that's something I think there's no there's no playbook for.
1: Yeah, definitely not. We were kind of writing it on the fly. I was really, uh, you know, really honest with guys. And um, there were guys that, you know, we had, gosh, we had recruits committed to us that were calling. And I really just said, you know, hey, if you guys want to decommit, you know, if you guys, you know, current guys, if you want to seek some other options, you know, I can, I completely get it. You know, uncertainty is always a tough thing, especially for guys who had just lost the 2020 season. The 2021 season was up in the air. Um. So there was a whole lot of uncertainty. So I really told guys, hey, whatever's best for you and your family. If you want to start looking at other options, I'll, I'll pick up the phone and, you know, gladly make some calls for you. Luckily, uh, most of our guys stayed on board through the 2021 season, you know, but it was, it was definitely a tough time. And we really just kind of were really winging it on how we were handling. But we were, we were really honest with guys and, you know, really wanted to just wanted what was best for them and the rest of their career. So how did it feel... Doing
0: what you do coaching with kind of this when it became apparent that there was an expiration date that this was going to end. Did it change how you looked at things how you approach things because it's just such a, a weird situation.
1: Yeah, it definitely did. And it was, it was tough. When I, when I found out the news, I was devastated just because for me, obviously, you know, it was my job. I was coaching there, but also I was a, it was, it was my alma mater. So it was, it was kind of a a double-edged sword there where I was losing the program I played for and, you know, the job I'm doing right now. So it was a tough couple of weeks for sure. But eventually, you know, we just looked at it as, you know, Hey, it's, we really can't bring in any new guys right now. So really the time A lot of the time we would have spent recruiting, we just kind of refocused that into player development and, you know, making the guys better that are on the roster right now. And really, we just went all in for that last, that last season.
0: Is there a certain point where you're able to use the situation as a rallying cry? Like this is it for a lot of you. This will be the end. This is the end of science is baseball. So don't leave anything behind. Don't leave anything out there. Leave it all on the field.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Just for my, myself personally, that was the case. Derek DiMaria, De who's you know now an assistant coach at, at U was on staff at that time, and he was also an alum. So you know, me and him were fired up to try to finish it off with a you know with a really good year. And then yeah, just kind of conveying that message to to the guys was hey, you know, this could be your this could be your last season playing baseball. You know, it's also the for the older guys. It was hey, this is the last last season as you know that. Sciences is going to have a baseball program just to kind of leave that final mark on the program and go out on a high note was you know really what we hammered home with the guys.
0: Do you remember what it felt like when it was over, when that that season was over and you realize like the dugout's going to be cleaned out one more time and that's it? Yeah,
1: it was tough. I remember we we ended up we went out on a high note. We we swept a. Uh, swept the doubleheader with, with Bloomfield. So, you know, instantly, you know, I, I, there was no change. I was happy. We, you know, we had, we had won two games and coaches are always, always happy about that. Um, so it really didn't hit me to like, really like the, the next, the next couple days when it's like, Hey, there's no, no practices to plan. Don't have to go into the office. Like that was when it hit me. And I was like, shoot, this is actually, that's when reality set. in I was like, shoot, this is really, uh, you know, this is over. And that was, that was definitely a, a, a sad time for sure. I was glad, you know, fired up. We went out the way we did with two wins, but it was definitely a, uh, a tough time. And I would imagine for you
0: specifically, there's a feeling of loss on multiple levels. There's The end of the program as a coach, there's the end of this era of your coaching career, but this is also your alma mater. You've got so much tied into it, not just as a coach, but as a player, as a student, as a person. Probably, I would imagine, takes a while to really process everything that you were feeling on every level.
1: Definitely. Yeah, just uh, all the hard work you put in through your playing career and then through your coaching career and you know, trying to get talented guys there and trying to get the program back to competing for a CAC championship. All that work you put in and then you know, you realize, you know, one day, Hey, it's just all, all gone now. It was pretty, was really, really tough. That was certainly, yeah, you're, you're right. It was definitely multiple levels of disappointment, just kind of, uh, not knowing where to go from there. That was a tough, tough time. Yep.
0: So it, strikes me. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is you are still a young man and you have this incredible resume where you have helped birth one program. You're in the midst of helping birth another. And you've also seen another program come to an end. Do you feel like these coaching experiences give you a unique insight into things?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, in my pretty, I think it's a pretty short coaching career so far. I've definitely had a lot of different experiences, you know, from starting a new program at the junior college level to working at sciences and trying to bring that program back to relevance. Uh, I I definitely think I've had a wealth of experience that'll help kind of uh, help us at Holy Family build this thing, go it the right way and You know, become a uh, become a force in the in the CACC. But yeah, I think really just I think you know I'm still learning new things every single day and trying to get better as a coach every single day. But just those experience, I I always look back on them and I'm I'm grateful for them that that I had them. I think ultimately it's just helped me become a better person and you know become a better coach, which I can you know use to build this program and help the student athletes at Holy family.
0: And in building at Holy family, what is the biggest lesson you learned? You talked about everybody. I'm sure this situation makes mistakes and you were so young at Valley forge. What's the biggest mistake that you made? You think at Valley forge that gives you insight into being in the situation you are now at Holy family.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing I learned as a young, you know, a young coach just starting, you know, at Valley Forge was never put talent over, you know, the values of your program. You know, a guy can be a, you know, it takes so long to build up the program and, you know, the values that you're looking for out of, out of your guys and out of the program, you know, and if, you know, you bring in one, you know, one guy who's, you know, super talented and, you, you know, you're fired up about, you know, having him on campus and, Um, But if he's not a guy that's going to hold up your, the values of your program and, you know, it takes, you know, it takes so long to build those values up and it just takes one situation to, you know, knock it all down. So for me, it was, you know, Hey, you're, you're not just going out and acquiring, you know, talent and bringing in the most talented kids. You're trying to build a program and and build a, build a team that's going to have success.
0: Kyle Davis. Thanks so much for taking the
1: time. This was great. Thanks for having me, Matt. This was awesome. I appreciate it.
0: And that will do it for this week's episode. Want to thank Holy Family University head baseball coach Kyle Davis for being our guest this week. Now, if you like the show, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor and leave us a rating and a review. You can follow the show on Twitter at One On One Pod. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon 1060. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check us out again next week when we bring you another conversation with someone you should know more about.